Hello, everybody. Today's staff is Ayin Zayin, which we will, in which we will, God willing, be getting the next parak. But we first have to figure out, finish up this one. So we pick up on the Mishnah on the uh, middle of Ayin Vav Amudbet. Uh, we're still dealing with making various Tanaim. So we had mentioned this a few times earlier. Here's your get. If I don't come from now, with, uh, with, if I don't return within 12 months, uh, he died within 12 months. Ain't no get. Now that's to say what? What do you mean ain't no get? He's not going to return in 12 months. But he said im lobati, and without mehayom, im lobati means when I don't come. So by the time the get is supposed to take effect, he's already dead. And he died. So you know the Tanai is going to be fulfilled. It's a good get. Now if he says, if I don't return within 12 months, write and give a get to my wife. So again, remember, in by itself means when, not just if, if and when. In that case, uh, if they wrote it within 12 months, and gave it afterwards, and get. Because this is showing you that the Tznai can go not only on the giving of the get, or on the effect of the get, but also on the writing of the get. So he basically said, if, I, if and when I don't come, write a get for my wife, and they wrote it too early. So that's not good. The get is not valid. Um, ain't no get. Kisut, um, now let me reverse the order. And he said, Kisut, nu get lishti, write and give a get to my wife, if I don't return, meaning if and when I don't return. So the first psak is, that's the same. Kisut, it's not good, because he said, only if and when I don't return, and they wrote it too early. But in this case, Rabbi Yossi, no, because I get, that would be valid. Why? Because as we're going to see in the Gemara, see, we're going to read the statement that the Kisvu is not yet the, is not yet what's being made conditional. They're reading it with a big comma. Kisvu, comma. So that's how Rabbi Yossi is reading it. He's freeing the Kisru because the phrase occurred before the Tanai. He's freeing the Kisru from being conditional. He says, write it now, but give it after 12 months. And he died. If he the, if the get was given before he died, it's good. If he died before it was given, ain't no get. It's not good. So far, all pretty obvious. Amy Adua, if they don't know, she's doubtfully divorced, which is, of course, the worst of both. Okay. The last line seemed pretty obvious. Let's see the Gemara. Tana. We turn to Bryce, and we've seen this before as well. Even when he says, this is your get, if I don't come within 12 months, and he didn't say as of now, but if meaning if and when, the, the rabbis, whoever our rabbis, whoever they were, allowed her to marry. Why is that? Why don't we say in means when I don't come? It means at the end of 12 months, and by then he's already dead. So the Gemara says, Man Rabbosein, who are these rabbis? Remember, they're the basin that permitted the oil of non-Jews. That's the basin of Rabbi Yehuda Nesia, of the grandson of Rabbi Yehuda Nesia. They were getting a little bit of a reputation about being an overly lenient basin. Anyway, and now how are they allowing this case? Im Lobasi, how are they allowing it to take, to take effect earlier? Sorry, look, Rabbi Yossi, they hold like a Rabbi Yossi. Not Rabbi Yossi in our Mishnah, but a different Rabbi Yossi in Baba Basra. If a star is dated, we say that it means that it should take effect as of that date. 
he says that if a guy a shchivmirai gives a gives a star matana, and he says like lachar misa, we term we ter- interpret it to mean mehayom lachar misa because of the dating. So here too, because of the dating in the get, even though in the Gemara raised differences before, here the dating was written and the tnai was verbal. So maybe the tnai overrides what's written, but nevertheless we read them in conjunction and we say the dating means as of now. In Lobasi is a Tanai, so he doesn't come within 12 months, he dies, whatever takes effect as of now. You don't just read In Lobasi by itself to mean when, and then it's a Get Lachamisa, you read it as a Tanai, because you have the date in the Get, which means as of now. Okay, I'm Rabbi Abba, read Rabbi Chia. So this uh, Rabbi Seinu, which he said was this basin that permitted oil, that's Rabbi Yehuda Nisiya, the son of Rabbi Gamliel, Bar, who himself, who was the son of Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, meaning he's the grandson of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi. Okay, Velo Hodulo, Kol Siato, but his, uh, his chevra there, his colleagues, did not agree to him about this psak of Rabbi Yossi. Amila, instead they called Shato his entire life, no, he couldn't get any, anybody, he couldn't get, you know, people to agree with him. Amelia Rebelezer, so it sounds like we probably wouldn't pass him that. There's all question about whether we do or don't pass him like. Okay, if you take a look at the Tosos, well, Hodulo Kosiato, so it says, Even though it says that, he could, that none of his colleagues agreed with him, you can't prove that we don't say that. Okay, that we don't pass him that way. Avogav Durav, Pasi Kavasei, Mishim Greb Yochanan, Kamar Hachal, Lahudlo Kosiato, Vrav Reb Yochanan, Lach Reb Yochanan, we should go like Reb Yochanan. Reb Yochanan says that his colleagues didn't agree with him, which sounds like we don't pass him like him, so does that mean we don't pass him like Rabbi Yossi? So he says you can't prove it that way. Why? How do you know what Rabbi Yochanan himself passed Maybe Rabbi Yochanan also passed like him. He's just telling you a historical fact. The Rabbi Yossi couldn't get his colleagues to agree with him. Or maybe you don't have the right Yossi when the date is in the document and the tnai is verbal, external to the document. But maybe if you have the date and the tnai in the document, maybe you would go like Rabbi Yossi that says manos star Okay, so there still remains a big question if we rule like Rabbi Yossi by zmanos shastar or zmanos shoget Okay, now back to the Gemara. Okay, so Rabbi Yossi though couldn't get his colleagues to agree with him. Amri Rebelezer Lehusaba. Rebelezer said to a certain elder who was part of that uh, basin of Rabbi Huda Nisia who ruled like Rabbi Yossi. So, Kim Sharituha, when you permitted this woman, when he said Imlobati, but you added the dates of the document, so you read it as Me'achshav Imlobati, and you permitted this woman when the husband died. So, the altar Sharituha, do you permit her to get married right away? Because once the guy's dead, you know that the Tznai is going to be satisfied, right? As long as it means, as long as it means Me'achshav, okay, whether you said it explicitly because it's Manal Shoshar, you know that the Tznai is going to be satisfied. So, do you let her get married right away? Oh, or do you only let her get married after 12 months, after it's like the time, you know, the, 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 the Tznai is actually fulfilled, not just you know it's going to be fulfilled. So the Gemara says, Alter Sharitua, do you permit permit it right away? The hello us, you know he's not going to come. Alachas Shemus Achodes Sharitua, do you only do it after twelve months? The Ha Ikayim Leitzno, because that's the time when this night is actually fulfilled in practice. So the Gemara says. 
Why are you only asking for one of the people that was part of that based in that ruled like Rabbi Yossi? This is a question even on our Mishnah. That was the only question if you just said in Lubasi without the Me'achshav. But it's a question you can ask, that question about Rabbi Yossi. But the question about when is she permitted to marry can be asked even according to the Mishnah if you did say Me'achshav. The Mishnah says, So you said as of now within 12 months and he died immediately so you know it's going to be fulfilled so and he said as of now so you know it's going to be a good get La'alter have to can she get married right away Dahalo um, he's not going to come Odium or maybe you wait till 12 months so he came late tonight that's when this night is fulfilled so why didn't you ask that on the Mishnah you're right I could have asked it on the Mishnah since that elder was part of that basin and they were paskining right? if I asked it on the Mishnah I'm just asking like a hypothetical question oh the Mishnah gives us ruling I wonder according to the Mishnah when she would be able to get married right away after 12 months but somebody was part of a basin that actually ruled this way in practice so that basin probably thought through the parameters and thought through under what conditions would they let her get married would it be right away would it be after 12 months so I wanted to ask somebody who was part of that basin maybe I'd get a more concrete answer than just speculating on the question okay by the way the Gemara does not give an answer to that what is the story right away after 12 months it's not clear anyway why you should have to wait 12 months. So if you take a look at Tosfos, Tosfos says, Tosfos says, I don't understand. Why can't you get married right away? Why do you have to wait? What's the svara? He won't return. People heard you made a condition if he doesn't get if, if he doesn't return in twelve months, and then they see you're getting married a month later. So they say, one minute we heard that he gave the condition and we didn't return in twelve months. So people only have partial information, and therefore the impression is, is that you don't have to wait in general for this night to be fulfilled. So Tosu says the question here is like a zera type of an issue or an appearances type of an issue. One wonders if one could also say this in a more fundamental way. Like, how does Tznaim work? Right? Maybe the mechanism still is that when the Tznaim is fulfilled, that triggers the effect of the get retroactively. Right? So even if you know it will be fulfilled, but maybe somehow it's a trigger mechanism and you still need it in order to affect the, to, you know, the, uh, the taking effect of the get. So Tosus doesn't think that that's true. and Tosus makes it a question of appearances. Yes. Uh, it's surprising that a conditional tenai would be, um, or conditional get with a, or get with a tenai would be more publicized than someone's death. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I don't know what to say about that. Okay, now, by the way, another interesting thing, just as parenthetical, the word la'alter, which means right away, I think I mentioned this before, but it is actually a conjunction of two words, which is al-atar, which means, um, which means like, like well, al probably should be with an aleph, but anyway, atar means the place, like, you know, right on this place, like, it's sort of like the point about mikan, like we used had that yesterday, mikan vad yud beis chodesh, mikan literally means it's a geographical thing, you know, this place, but it means as of now. Or Alatar, right? I mean, he died on the spot, right? He died right there. 
immediately. Okay. Uh, or let we, get, we better get married. Alatal. Right, right then and there. Okay. Amar Abaye. Hakomodim. So now he's just going to frame again the position of Rabbi Yossi about in a case which actually it's pretty clear but he just uses this as an example. Everybody agrees that if the guy says this is your get when the sun comes out of its uh, you know uh, of its like cloak of its uh, sheathing of its right um, of its box so meaning when sun rises so the, and then so it means when it rises um if he died in the night so how they get lachamisa to get lachamisa because he said when the sun rises and at that stage he's already dead okay if he says I'm not on the condition that the sun rises means as of now on the condition that I'm not clearly means as of now I'm a I'm a Hakola um, Omer should be ready, right? Hakola Omer Amanas, Komer Me'achshav Dami. When you say Amanas, it's like you say Me'achshav. So if he says Leche, it means when. If he says Amanas, it means as of now, on the condition that. So debate of Rabbi Yossi about when do you use the Zman to combine with something, meaning that's only when you said Im. Okay? Lo Nechwiku Elab Im, if, Tate say. One position is like Rabbi so you have the date of the document and the date plus im the im becomes a condition im means if okay um, and then for it will take effect even if he died in the middle of the night because it means as of now and mar the other one doesn't hold like rebiosi and such im by itself means im means when if there's no date if there's no meachshav it means when and then it would be a case of when the sun rises and it would be a get lachamisa. Now, by the way, Tosa says that according to Rabbi Yossi, even if you said lichesheteitze, but if you combine that with the zman of shastar, you have mehayom lichesheteitze, and that's a place of a suffix get, okay? But anyway, but the basic point is, everybody agrees when you say liche, it means when. Everybody agrees that when you say, when you say, you know, when you say, um, and even if you add zman of shastar, the best you'll get to is a suffix megureshas. Everybody agrees when you say almanas, it means mehayom almanas, and that it would be good even without zmanos star. So the, the, the basic debate is in. In without zmanos star means when, and in without with zmanos star means if. And that's the basic date of Rabbi Yossi. Now, by the way, the same question, if you said almanas, if the sun rises, you could have the question, can she get married yeah. now? Or does she have to wait till the sun rise? Like the Gemara, well, that was the Gemara's question before, when the guy dies, so you know it's going to be fulfilled. But maybe here Anyway, you can uh, you can quote Hume and say we don't know the sun's going to rise tomorrow just because it's risen every 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 other last day for the last ten million years is no evidence, right? That's Hume's point. Wasn't that Hume's point? Right. The fact that something occurred a million times in the past does not mean and there's no evidence that it's going to happen the same way tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Yes, Charlie. Yes. So the Rabbi Yossi's idea that the date of the get determines its date of validity. Yes. This is actually a problem here because was she divorced at night or during the day, the date of the get is going to be the same. Oh, that's so actually... Have a situation where a woman has illicit sex in the morning. Oh, you know what? You know, that's interesting. That would explain uh, Rashi, because Rashi says, when you say, it's definitely a case of a get lachamisa. And Tosa says, why is that? Why isn't it mehayom lachamisa? Right? Because you have the date. Mm-hmm. So maybe what you're saying is right. Maybe if you give it to her at night and he dies in the middle of the night, then you can't have the, the date 
can't mean Me'asha, because Megid's date means later in that day, not mm-hmm. the earlier in that day. There was an earlier Tosa that asked that question, essentially, is when, if you have this man of a star, according to Rebiosi, or even if a guy said Me'ayom, and he didn't say Me'asha, does Me'ayom mean as of this minute, or does he mean as of today? Mm-hmm. And exactly raising questions like that. So that's an interesting point. So maybe, according to Rashi, it doesn't mean as of this minute, even according to Rebiosi. So that's why the date plus the if it's all the same date, would be Misa. It's a good it's a good point. Okay, so let's take a look now as this pair continues. A lot of coughing going on. Okay, it says, So he says, write and give it if I don't come. So there, Reb Yossi says that we chop off the kisru, we say, write it right now and give it if I don't come. No, we did not resolve it. Meaning he assumes that maybe when Reb Yossi says if you wrote it before the 12 months, maybe Reb Yossi is disagreeing with both parts of the Mishnah and saying that you can make the giving of the get conditional or you can make a tznai, but maybe the writing of the get, um, you know, is something that you can't make conditional, which would be interesting. But again, you know, that gets to the point that we've been assuming from the beginning, and part of this might have to do with Rebbe Yiliezer and Rebbe Meir, whether it's Ede Kasiva Karti or Ede Hasima Karti, but that the giving of the get, how much is the giving of the get something that the sofer does, and how much is it something that fundamentally the Baal is doing through the sofer? So the Gemara, could, could, what, what's going on there? Could, could we not do that right now, please? Thank you. So, um, so if, the, if, if the writing of the get is something that the Baal is doing through the Sofer, you should be able to make it conditional just like everything else. But if the writing of the get maybe is fundamentally something the Sofer is doing, maybe he needs the Baal's authorization, but maybe it's fundamentally something the Sofer is doing, maybe you can't make it Al-Tanai, right? So that's what the Gemara thinks maybe according to Rebiosi. Maybe Rebiosi is saying that you can't make the writing on a Tanai, you can make the giving on a Tanai, but not the writing on a Tanai. So the Gemara says, Lema Kasava Rebiosi, Ksav get al tanai kosher. Lo, lo olam emelcha pasul. No, he agrees you can make a tanai on the writing. The shani achami, the highly lemeimer, and the only case he agrees with is he just said if I if when I don't come write it, then it wouldn't be good if you wrote it earlier. But he says write it and give it when I don't come. In that case, we chop off the write it from the give it when I don't come. He says me the highly lemeimer im lo bati kitzutz new. He could have said if and when I don't come write it and give it. So clearly the condition would be going on both parts of the statement. And instead he said v'amar kitzutz new im lo bati write it and give it if I don't come if and when I don't come. This is what he meant. This is what we're going to say he meant. Write it as of now. Okay, and give it. So the condition only goes on the most proximate verb. Okay, it doesn't go on both of the verbs. For Rabbanon and the rabbis say, Loshna, what's going on here? Loshna, Loshna, it doesn't matter either way. Can I help you? Yeah, what about C? What time are we supposed to be there? 8 8.30. 8.30? Yeah. And there's a uh, few blocks away here. RJ, I have no idea when the RJC is. Okay. Okay. Tanur Abanan, a rabbi's taught. L'achar Shavuah. Now, if somebody says, here's the get, and it'll take place, L'achar Shavuah, after the Shavuah, which means, which means after the seven year cycle, when Shemitah's over, after. Now, how soon after? Immediately after, that's going to be the question. So the answer is going to be Shana. It actually takes place only one year later. Okay? <laughs> Somehow after means not immediately after. It's a funny read, okay? This will take place after the Shemitah is over. After it's over means a year after it's over. We do like one unit. It's made up of seven units. Lachar Shana. This will take place at the after, after this year. Okay, not at the end of this year. Like, you know, after this year it will take effect. So how long after? Chodesh. 
So, okay, if you're talking about the secular year and you give somebody something in 2016, you say this will take effect after this year, after this year, it takes effect in February 2017, which is a strange thing. Why don't we interpret it to mean immediately after? Okay, um, it'll take effect after the month. Shabbos, it's a week after the month. This will take effect after Shabbos. So here there's already discussion. Right. Right. My, okay, that's what you'd have thought, of course. Doesn't Reb Zerah come to Reb Yossi? Ramile Reb Yossi come to Reb Yochanan? The common we're saying Chad b'Shabbos v'Trei v'Tlos Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Basar Shabbos. That's still connected to the previous Shabbos, so it's not like after. It's right. You could still make a dollar then. It's that half of the week. It's still shy. So that after. That's still somehow in the ambit, you know, in the shadow of the previous. Uh, Shabbos. That seems to be the idea. After doesn't mean immediately after. It means, you know, at, like when you're fully away from. So what's fully away from? So to be, uh, you know, as long as, well, you're sort of like if you think you look back at the year, about, about the uh, month after the year, right? I think that like the first month after the new year, if you're in January, if you, if you still write checks, right, if you still write checks with the wrong date, they, uh, they, they're mocho, they understand, right? So you have to be, I think so. I think, I think banks will take it if, if it has the wrong date with the, if, it's a, if it's a little while after the new year so anyway so after he has understood to mean you're fully away from so how out of Shabbos is fully away of Shabbos not one day maybe enough you're still in the afterglow of Shabbos so Sunday, Monday and Tuesday Basar Shabsa Arbim Cham Mali Shabsa but uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday coming Shabsa that's connected to the coming Shabbos okay which I guess means if somebody says here it is your getting will take effect before Shabbos maybe it takes effect on Wednesday okay anyway Tanya Rebbe if you say this will take effect after Yantiv is over, after Yantiv it means thirty days after Yantiv. Okay, that's a big impact of Yantiv on a whole little thirty days. Now the Rebichia Darshamish made Rebbe. Rebichia went out and uh, you know taught this teaching in the name of Rebbe for Kosu and he was praised. Mishmei the Rabbin then he taught it in the name of, of like the majority opinion below Kosu and people didn't praise him because it's a it's a das yachid. Don't go ahead and teach it as if it's as, as if it's a consensus. You don't rule that way. It doesn't tell you how long after the regular, but it's not a full month. Okay. Right. Yes. So this is two instances in this sugya where we have a, a rabbi not being accepted, apparently. What do you mean? I mean, this, this is not no, a... The rabbi? It's so interesting. The earlier example was, despite historical facts, you can't learn whether that's the halacha. You mean about Rebiosi's colleagues yeah, not agreeing yeah. with him? And here you've got yeah, Rabbi, a set of historical right. facts right. that obviously impact how you should. Learn. Right, right, right. That's interesting. What do we say? Do we say the I would have to look. I cannot tell you the answer off the top of my head. Okay, new barak. We are now moving away from shlichus. And Tnoim, right? I mean, if in a way the whole pack we began with so much about Shlichus, okay, but then we got into all this interesting discussions about Tnaim and how to parse them and whether you need Tnai Kaful, etc. And now we're going to something we really haven't addressed almost at all, which is the question about the act of giving the get, okay? So let's take a look. <laughs> in chapter 8. In chapter 8. Hazorik et Ishto, a man throws a get to his wife. She's in her house. 
her yard. She's divorced because it's put in her property. Well, what's it land? Okay. Yeah, what's it, no, 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 no. What's it land? I don't know. Well, let's not go there right now. Let's say he gave it to her or threw it to her and they're standing in his house. Okay? Or his yard. Or they're lying together in bed. I don't know what the even is. That, what you would say, is less a sense of separation than the other cases. Anyway, she's not divorced. So now, meaning she didn't, did she get it? Nah, so it sounds like it like landed by her feet. Okay? Land, all right, guys. People behave. It sounds like it landed by her feet, and therefore she's not because it's not her property. However, Lutochika or Latoch Kalata, if it was on her person, okay, her cheik is either her lap or her bosom who fell onto her body, or her kalata, which is like a basket, her purse, her purse, Now, the purse is interesting. One thing to say on her person, even if she's in her husband's domain, it was put on her person. It's another interesting question about whether it's on her, like an object that she owns, but it's an object, where's that object? Is she holding that object? Right. It's on the floor. Good question. So we're going to see about that in the Gemara. Now, the big conceptual question here is, how many much by the idea of get when atan biyada is it an idea of a kinyan of transferring it in a way although it's balkarcha she could refuse but transferring it in a way that part of the act is seen as giving her possession of it and therefore it has to be a type of a transfer that normally would lead to the taking of possession of an object or meaning the ownership or how much is it just the physical act of giving it to her okay so for example there was a whole interesting discussion in the Gemara before if it's written on Isre Hana you can give a get on something that can't that is that is uh, that is forbidden to derive benefit from now according to some opinions that there's no way you can even possess something that's forbidden to derive benefit from you can physically hand it to somebody but it could be that it can't be possessed as a matter of owning it right because maybe that's its very nature that's considered to be outside of the ability to be owned anyway so that that's like the conceptual question we're going to be dealing with here is that how much is it an issue of ownership and how much is it an issue of just take of, of like giving it physically giving it to her what's, what's that called physically giving it to somebody the, 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 the language in the Akron uh, is more like is it a din of a masa nesina netina or is it just is it a, or is it or is it a kinyan okay so is it just the act of giving or is it actually uh, take an action of taking possession <laughs> now you can force her to take possession by karcha maybe but halachically, it has to be defined. It has to have the parameters of what an act of Kenyan would be. Okay, so something, for example, that's, how, that's what the, 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 a good test case might be, Isurei Hana. If you say you can't do Kenyan on Isurei Hana, but you could do a giving a get on Isurei Hana, except some people say you can do Kenyan on Isurei Hana, so it doesn't prove it one way or the other. Okay, but that's the conceptual question here, yes. So the other question about the purse would be then, Kelov Shomoch or Shomokech. That's what the Gemara is going to deal with, exactly. Okay, so let's take a look at the Gemara. Where do you get this from? By the get, and he shall give it in her hand. I only know her hand. How do I know her roof, her yard, and her uh, little, what's a karfif? It's like a um, portico or something, whatever it is. So what exactly the drush is is not so clear. What do you mean, v'natami komakom? The next word is biada. Anyway, okay, but anyway, whatever it is. It's a drush that says, Joseph Rashi says, because it could have said biada yitnena. So saying v'nasan biada allows v'nasan to be darshaned a little bit independent of yada. We talk by Ganav. Yado. It says, If it's in his hands, the Gneva, which means that he's taken possession of it. 
I only know his hands. How would I know if it's on his property? Now Rashi, by the way, says the Chiddush here is is that if he actually like took your cow and stole your cow and brought it to your property, you don't need a drasha of himatzei himatzei. It's in his hands because he took. He didn't ask. You said his property. Okay, you don't need himatzei himatzei because it's in his hands because he did an act of possession. He took your cow and he did mashicha on it, or he took your wallet and he lifted it up. Okay, what you need it for is let's say your cow wandered into his yard and he decided I'm not returning that cow and he locked the door to do some act to possess it but he did not do Mashiach he did not do anything he basically just had his intent and somehow some type of an act not done directly to the object okay and that is a Chiddush why you mean just locking the door is considered a Masa Geneva so that's the Chiddush like let's say it fell into his hand let's say you know uh, I don't know you, uh, you, you know you threw a baseball and, and, you, and somebody was playing catch and he threw baseball and, and you know it fell into his lap and he said hey mister can you return your ball our ball and he said no so <laughs> would that be an act of Geneva right there right so it just so you didn't directly do an act but it was on your person on your property and you wanted to possess it. Okay, so that's what Rashi says in Chiddush here, is that that constitutes an act of Geneva. Rashi says, um, um, I think that Rashi is coming up. Uh, one minute. One minute. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I think it's coming up. We'll see it. I'll point it out to you when it comes up. Okay? So, anyway, so it says like this. Now, the Tzricha, you need to tell me both by get and by Ganev. And you can do it against her will. So that means that maybe, you know, the husband has more power and will consider more things to be an act of giving the get. Or if you want to get back to the way I framed the question earlier, maybe it's more of an act of giving than an act of taking possession. And therefore, that's considered that it was given to her, even if it might not be considered to be a way of her to take possession. Avogadav, the lacy belkarch, a ganav which is not against his will, aim alone. Not against the God of will. will. Yeah, that's true, exactly. Maybe being in his yard is not an act of Geneva. So that's a Chiddush. Yes, we know Ganev, Mishum Dekante Rechmana. If the Ganev is an act of Geneva, that's because he did something wrong. So the Torah is more prepared to look at it as an act of Geneva. I will get Amalo, but get maybe it's a narrower definition. Srikh, you need both cases. Uh, wouldn't it depend if depending, like, you know, let's say hold by Beit by Shammai, how you allowed to divorce somebody, and then, you know, it's not there about the bar. And yeah, maybe. All right, fine. The Gemara just needs some basis to distinguish. Okay, now anyway, if take a look at Rashi. Okay, um, Ema, Rashi says, this is the Rashi I was referring to before. Rashi, it's Avaganov, the Lomit Chayev Yishad Yinishal Karche. He wouldn't be Chayev if it was against his will. Ema, Midate Nami Lo Tikni Lechatero. Maybe he doesn't take possession even if he does it willingly. What would that mean? In Lo Mashach, if he didn't do Mashach, maybe that would not be enough. So the Chiddush is that that is enough. Even if you didn't actually do an act to the thing, you just closed your gate. Now you at least have to close your gate. One wonders in the case where it fell into your, into your hand, if you have to close your hand, you know, it's just, uh. it's just the intent not to give it back enough. But anyway, but the point is, nevertheless, there was a, you were much more passive. Nevertheless, that's an act of Geneva. Okay? Now, again, you know, you could ask a similar question by Ghana. But Ghana isn't legitimately taking possession, although we talk about Kenyan and Geneva. But is there an act of Kenyan by Ghana? Or is it an act of just you know, taking it away from you. Do you define what makes somebody a Ganev to be the exactly same conditions of what would possession would be defined of in normal cases of Kinyan? Okay, so it's a similar question you could ask by get. Although by Ganev, because the emphasis is still about 
your possession, my possession, I'm trying to bring it into my possession. We normally do assume that the definitions are much more classic Kenyan definitions. But by get, it still remains somewhat of an open question. Now let's see where the Gemara goes with this. Okay, so that's the basic first Pesukim. Chatzera, now the Gemara says, you put it in her yard, I don't get it, says the Gemara, why does that work? What the woman owns, the husband owns. So anything, if, an, if a metzia would fall into her yard, it would go to her husband. So if the get fall into the yard, it's now owned by the husband. Now this, presumably, now there's two ways to frame this question. The way I just framed it, says that we are talking about Kenyan, right? It says, I don't care that you gave it onto her person or property, right? It shouldn't, it automatically, ownership automatically transferred to the husband. But you know what? You could ask that even if you put it on her person. Ownership transfers to the husband. But if you were to frame the question that way, okay, then, and there's a way maybe you could distinguish the cases, but if you frame the question that the ownership of an object that goes on her property transfers to the husband, then it means that we're seeing the idea of get as taking ownership over it. So then it says she never took ownership over it. Whereas if the get was just an act of giving it to her, you gave it to her. But there's another way of framing it. The other way of framing it is, why is the yard considered her yard? The husband has the right of Teirot, okay, and he can actually void a sale that he would do to the yard. And there's all these discussions of Kini Peres, Kini Nagustami, or whatever. So if it's on her person, you gave it to her. But why is putting it on her yard giving it to her? The husband has equal rights to that yard. Okay, so those are very different ways of no, defining it. All right, but Kini Peres, Kini has rights to void it, and we get a whole discussion, okay, and Tosus discusses those issues. But at least there's a very serious question to what degree are we prepared to call it her yard. So Therefore, Michael, I'm sorry, you read the Tosas, okay? Anyway, so the point is that there are two ways of there are two ways of framing the question. One way of framing the question is that the problem is that is that the husband gets possession of the object, which then raises the question that you should have asked it about when it's given to the woman herself as well. Okay, Tosas has a way of distinguishing those cases, but that focuses on the idea of get as an aspect of Kenyan. The other is that the question is not that the husband takes possession, but that it's the husband's yard, it's equally the husband's yard, and why is it considered like you gave it to the woman? Why is putting it in her yard, her yard? It's his yard as well. Two what very different ways. How does it say Hatari? That's the question, right. What if okay. that's uh, so that's what Tosa starts asking, right? What if he's given it? So if the issue is so just, if the, 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 meaning on the condition, well, what if he gives the yard as a gift? What do you mean? If it's just a question that something that a woman owns, the ownership transfers to the husband, you can work around that. You can say, I'm giving it to you on the condition that it doesn't transfer to the husband. The husband could give it to her on condition that he doesn't get it back. So that would seem an obvious answer, right? Which means, which, and also the point I was saying before, like, then why should it be different the yard or the hand? To me, it's much easier to read this question, not the fact that the ownership eventually gets back to the husband, which it seems that there's a lot of answers to, but the question is more like, why is the chutzr considered her person, her property, if the husband has rights to the chutzr as well? Okay, so, but yes, your, your question is very apropos if the issue is not the defining as giving it to her, the issue is defining as who takes possession of it. Because then there are ways to work around that. Yes? I mean, I understand how you've laid it out. There's a landlord that owns a shopping center, and I've got a shop in the shopping center. I'm a renter. 
I have plenty of rights to the space, but I don't own the I don't own the real estate. Right. Okay, I have a landlord. Right. So she's his landlord in a way. She owns the principal of the property. No, but that's why I mentioned before. First of all, there's a whole debate of Kim Peskikina Goof. And that might not be true. According to the position Kim Peskikina Goof, she's not considered the owner. He's basically considered the owner. He has unlimited rights to the pay road. It's not like it's a t- lease in a certain amount of time. Okay, he has full use of it. So he might be considered the real owner. Number two, the rabbis gave him special special privileges. He can void a sale that she makes on it. They made the boss, so they made the boss. So there's all these ways in which the husband's right. Like this was what Mike was asking. I'm not going to get into this whole okay. discussion. It's a separate sugya. But there are all these ways in which the husband's right to the wife's property makes him considered possibly the prime owner or an equal owner enough that you could say that it's not fundamentally like he gave it to her. He's still, he's still, it's like he gave it to her while he's still holding on to it partly as well. You know, so that's the question. So there's two ways of framing the question. Can I distinguish between, like, you know, meaning transactional things regarding the chutzer itself, but as traditional things regarding something that has nothing to do with the chutzer, meaning like a get then that's separate because that's but if the idea is if you start with the concept that you have to give it to her person and you say that a chutzer somehow is considered to be an extension of her person if you're not focusing on a Kenyan idea you're focusing on giving it to her and the chutzer is like a yacht like an extension of her so you could say it's not fully an extension of her if he's got his claws in that chutzer as well and to me it makes an enormous amount of sense why do you consider the chutzer like I gave it to her and you, didn't put it, you didn't give it to her away from you you put it on some property that you you also have rights to. All right, let's move on. So the says like this. Because because she has title to it. When it's distinction between his yard. Right, but the, right, but it's not really hers. I mean, he has all the rights to it right now. She has title to it, but he has all the rights. Okay, so the Gemara says, anyway, that's two ways of looking at this question. Okay, so because of law, so he writes a document that says, I am waiving my rights to your property. So that's going to be the question. Okay, but somehow... In the get would make it... No, no, not in the get, but before, but even there it's going to be a question. So he basically has removed him his rights from the yard. So the Gemara says, "Kikat of lahachi may have a big deal." But Tanya Omer lechaver adin v'dorim ainly asad ezu ve'ainly asik po v'yadi misulekasim. And let's say somebody is a partner in a field, and then he writes to his partner, "I will have no claim against you regarding this field, and I have nothing to do with it, and my hands are removed from it." Law merchum. All that means nothing because he is saying that he doesn't have rights, but it's not an issue of rights; it's an issue of ownership. He's a part owner. If you want to give up your ownership, you have to transfer your ownership. So you can't say, "Oh, I." I am, I am removing my rights from it. Rights is different than ownership. So here too, if the husband wants to give up the payrolls, let him transfer the payrolls to the woman. Sorry, it's not making tough guys giving up their ownership. He didn't say that. He didn't say a maskir my resource or whatever. He might my, my yeah, ownership. Yeah. So making those words Oh yeah, I mean I don't know. It's an interesting question. If you're trying to give it to your you're not making it hefker to the world. You're trying to feed it to the other person. Doesn't, doesn't okay. Those rights when he gives the gift. Okay, so we're going to get to that. Okay. Anyway, the Kamar's question right now is a very technical one, which is mm-hmm. writing the phrase din vidvarim is not enough for the husband to get his to to, to to cede his rights to the yard. So of course the Kamar's answer could have been so fine. He writes it in the right way. Go give me give me a break. But anyway, so Ami the Bey Rebbe Yanai, so the Bey Rebbe said because he loved Odarusa, which is a variation of it. No, no. No, no, no. Before the Nisuin, because he only gets the rights to the yard at the Nisuin. He, that's the field. That's only when he gets the payoff. So before the Nisuin, he said, 
and maybe he wrote like in the Ksuva, I am waiving any of the rights I have to the payros of the property that you are bringing in. So he never got it in the first place, okay? He's refusing to receive it at the time of the Nisuid. To the Rav Kana, like Rav Kana says, Dama Rav Kana, there's something, an inheritance coming from somewhere else, meaning it's not like a biblical case of inheritance. A child can't say, I am, I am making a claim that I will not inherit when my father dies. You know, sorry, I mean, that just happens automatically. You can't prevent that from happening. Okay, but if it's coming from an external source, he can make a condition before it happens and saying that he's refusing to receive it. Like Rava says, Dama Rava, Omer, if somebody will say, make us say, I refuse, I am not, I do not desire the takana the that the rabbis made on my behalf, you would listen. So here, for example, the rabbi said the husband is entitled to the fruit from his wife's yard. So you cannot on a later say, oh, I don't longer want it. Because once, the, once you get married, you actually get a Kenyan in it. But before it takes effect, you can make a claim that you refuse to, to, to accept that. And then that will work. One minute. Kigonzu. Uh, my Kigonzu, what's like this? What was the original case of saying that somebody can refuse? to Takanus Chachamim. A woman could say to her husband, I, I will not be supported by you. Get, you. You don't pay my food bills, and I won't, and I won't work for you. And, I don't, and, and you don't get my labor. Now that, by the way, because we say that the, the reciprocal things that are going on in the Ksuva, not the, pay, not the issue of the property, like of the dowry, but the ongoing support that the husband gives the wife, and then the wife's labors for the husband, and so on, that we say was all done fundamentally to protect the woman's interests. It wasn't fundamentally to give the husband rights to the wife's labor. It was fundamentally to ensure that the woman would be provided for. And in exchange for that, the husband gets her labor. So if she says, thank you very much, rabbis, but actually I know you did this for my interest, and I am actually saying that it's more in my interest not to be supported and to keep my husband and to keep my own labor, then we listen to her. That works. So a person can basically turn down at the kind of the rabbis. Now that, interestingly, can be on an on and off basis. When they get married, you don't say it. Then at a certain point, she's now making, you know, seven figures, okay, and she's going to actually say, uh, you know what, I think I'll keep my own salary and let him keep the payout, okay? And then at another stage, she can actually say, you know what, I want to go back to the Tekanus Chachamin. Okay, because that's like an ongoing thing, and there you can actually choose to turn it on and turn it off, and it's all for her benefit. The issue of Kenyan Peros is, is different. The issue of Kenyan Peros is, once they come into the marriage, she brings it in, he gets title, or he gets an actual Kenyan in the yard, in the field, for the Peros. So once he gets that, the only way he can reverse it Right. No, no, no. If, he, if nothing was said beforehand. Once he gets that, the only way he can reverse it is to say, I'm mocking it back to you. Dinajvarim won't work. But before he gets it, he can make a protest and then he will never get it. So that's he, the answer. He, he, no, he can. No, this is done for him. The, uh, the, the payroll, the, 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 uh, the, the, the parnasa, the food and the masayadayim was done for her. Okay, this payroll was done for him. So here he can refuse, okay? So the answer right now is, why would he puts it in her yard is she Migureshes 
And it's a special case where he has basically prevented himself from getting Kenyan Paris in the yard. So it's 100% her yard. He has no rights to the yard. It's totally hers. It's an extension of hers. That's why it works. You had a question. <laughs> Right. Presumably that is. Well, no, because there's a whole question whether chametz needs hefker either. You know, levatu lehave ka'afer the ara is not language of hefker either. So there's a whole discussion about chametz. I, I don't want to get into it, but chametz you might not need real hefker. Chametz actually it might be enough to say like I don't have no interest in it. Okay, but in terms of a business, if you if you went ahead and you put your iPhone on this table and you said din vidvari mainly the iPhone zoo, that probably is not less than hefker. Correct. Okay. So it's, I mean, it's a mine. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So now let's see. Now the Gemara continues. So answer number one is it's a special case that the husband does not have Kenyan pay, does not have pay, the rights to payros in the wife. He gave them up, or he never received them in the first place. Okay. Rava Amar Rava says, yada One minute. The husband also has rights to her hand, which means what? He had her labor. Right? So why when he put it in her, in her hand is he actually putting it on property on her? It's also his, you know, the, the property as it were, if you look at the hand as property, he has his claws in that as well. So what does she have to herself then according to this way? Nothing. Okay, <laughs> what? Ever? What do you mean ever? When no, she gets the divorced. isn't hers, her guard isn't hers. And to the degree, okay, that's, that's true. That's why they're married. Welcome. Okay. So anyway, Ella... So Ella Gitam Echad. So here's the point. As long as they're married, he has a Kenyan, he has rights to her labor. It's like her, her hand is partly his. He has rights to her yard. But when they're divorced, it's his, it's hers. So in the act of getting divorced, we sort of see that once she is divorced, this will be fully her yard. Once is it right? That's what you were saying. Once she is divorced, this will be fully her hand. So therefore, it constitutes her hand and her yard during the act of divorce. Okay. It's coterminous. Exactly. That's buying to echad. Yep. So, hachanami, the same way that's true by her hand, here true about the field. I keep on saying yard, it's a field. Kitav v'chatsera, but, well, actually, no, it is. Fadez a field, it is a yard. Kitav v'chatsera, bam ke'echad. Amalei Ravina Ravashi, Ravina said to Ravashi, Rav yad isha kakashalei, one minute. Rav was bothered about the hand of the woman, and that was the basis for arguing that going to echad and it works by the chatzar. One minute, there's a big difference between a yad, yad and a chatzar. Okay? Yes, he has rights to her labor, but it's not like he has a physical ownership of the hand as her piece of his property, as opposed to the field. The field, you could really be talking about it as a type of a property that she has title to, but he also has title to. But the hand, there's no question that it's a type of a property that he owns. Now, Tosa sharpens this, and Tosa says, for the reason that I said a minute ago, that by the Yad, at any time, she could say, I'm going to keep my labor, you keep your Parnassah. No, so fundamentally... What? Yeah. So by the Yad, fundamentally, it's in her control. She is the one that gets to decide. She can say, goodbye, you have no longer rights to my labor, I'm keeping my labor, you keep, you keep your parnasa. So that's why both because the Yad isn't property, it's her body, number one, and number two, because she is empowered to kick the husband off of her Yad, as it were, okay? So therefore, the Gemara is saying, Yad, of course that's her, her body, her Yad, of course that's, she's considered the, 
it's her. It's not him. Okay, you got it? Because number one, it's not property. And number two, because she can get him, she can remove his rights. But the yard, it is property. She can't remove his rights. So I still ask my question. How can you put it in the yard? That's still very much under his control at this moment. One minute. Let's see the Gemara. Okay. Okay. Yada gufa mikonilei. I'm going to say Rava Yad Evid Kokashalei. No, no, no. Rava Yad Evid Kokashalei. Rava's proof that of an idea of Bayim Ke'echad was not from the hand of the woman. It was from the hand of a slave. Lamandam of a star Ayde Atma that you can free a, uh, an Eved by giving him a star, a writ of manumission directly to the Eved. So why did that work? Yad Evid Kiad Rava Damya. The Eved, a non-Jewish slave, an Eved Kanani, Canaanite slave, is considered property. So it's, and the slave is not any, have any any power there. So there his, his hand is totally the master's property. Why does it work to put it in the slave's hands? We must say, by the case of the slave, that since it's an act of freeing him, it's, in the context of that act, it's considered to be his own property and his own hand. Here too. Okay, so that's Rava's answer. So again, this sugya, I think, is the best read, not as the idea that when something gets into the wife's chutzer, it transfers ownership to the husband, because there's ways of working around that. And the whole case of the Evid shows you were not really... Well, I think it's much more meta as it's an act of giving it to her, okay? Her body is her, and even if he has rights, it's still her body and it's still her, and he can get rid of those rights. But why is the Chutzer considered an extension of her if he has rights to it? Okay? And there are two answers. One answer is it's a special case where he doesn't have rights, he doesn't have payout. And the other is because we're looking one second into the future and seeing what's going to happen as a result of this act, and therefore that has the meaning in the context of this act as well. Yes? I, I understand that, uh, that, that the Baal owns, as it were, the body of the Evid Kanani. Right. And the Kiddush story is if I injure that body, which belongs to me, right. I still have to pay compensation. Right. On what legal basis or rationale is that? Well, not compensation. He goes free. He goes free. Well, depends on where. Vashina Ayn. Right. If it's not, on what? Then you don't pay compensation. Right. So what's the legal basis? No, actually, do you? I don't think mostly you don't. If I remember correctly, but... No, mostly... mostly You own the body of the... the Yeah, well, the the Torah's Chiddush is is that at the same time it's not denying the idea that the Nevit Kanani is property. It also recognizes the humanity of the the, the Evet. The fact that the master could be punished when he kills the Evet is a tremendous Chiddush of the Torah. Right, so in other words, it's... it's, But it's it's not that it changes the definition of property. The very fact that you don't pay the Evet, that he goes free, means that it's defined as the not as a compensation. Right. That this was an act of, of this was an, this was an act of brutality, of cruelty that entitles the other to go free. But it's not a compensation issue. Fine, so, but you couldn't apply. Like it's interesting that a similar logic is not applied here. Right, because it's fundamentally the other is both property and he's a human being. So that's like the chiddush of the Torah that it doesn't ignore the fact that he's a human being. Yeah, I I, we're moving on. I got it. Okay. Uh, wait, 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 let's move on. Hold on. We got five minutes left. Okay. Mira. There was a person on his deathbed because of Lagita with Vasayu. He wrote to get to his wife. Bahari Panya Damali Shapsa, an Arab Shabbos. Well, he, st- he speak with Mesula and he didn't have a chance to give it to her. Lamachar Tachish Bayama on Shabbos. He was very, very sick. It's clear he was about to die and he needed to get her to get. You because where else to call him? Is that what that means? Tachish Bayama? Uh, that's interesting. I didn't read it that way. I and mean, you read the other world. I just said, like, like the current world was, like, oh, too much for him. Like, it was, anyway, like, okay. But it's, it's a phrase that means he was about to die, okay, and he had to give her the get, get her the get because she, he didn't want her to have to deal with Yibum, okay? So, what but are you going to do? On Shabbos. On Shabbos. Now, what's the problem? So, give her the darn get. 
So you know the normal halacha is, is that you don't do Kiddushin and Gerishin on Shabbos. But it's going to be clear that the Gemara isn't bothered by that. And all the Rishonim say, well, since we make some accommodations for Shechiv Mira anyway, we let him give a deathbed bequest on Shabbos, and you're not supposed to do Kinyanim on Shabbos. And the reason for that is because we say that when he's on his deathbed, you know, we want to do anything that will help his frame of mind. So we're going to let him actually do Gerishin on Shabbos as well. Okay, you're going to let him do Gerishin on Shabbos, and that's what we're going to try to do. So give her the darn get. So Rebbe says, well, no, the get is Muktza. Okay? So let's take a look. If that's the reason, there's another answer I'll give you later. But it seems to be, this is the way the Rashi frames the problem. The get is, he can do Gerishin to calm his mind, but we have to somehow avoid the Muktza problems. So let's take a look. So, Asli Lekami the Rava, they came to Rava. Amrulehu, Rava said, Zilu Amrulei, say to the Shechimira, Lekanye Nihala, Lahu Duchta, Yosif Begita. Give transfer ownership to the woman of the piece of property that the get is on. That that corner over there that the get is on. Let her go and like lock the door if it's in a closet. Let's say and open the door so it's like a Kenyan chazaka. and do a Kenyan chazaka on that little space in the closet. The Tanan we in the Mishnah. No If somebody wants to take possession of land, what's chazaka on land? You do something to improve the land. So if like you lock the you, you know you lock the gate or you or you make a break in the gate if the gate needed to have a, to have an opening made. even a little bit by the way, it's a pretty good Kiddush that locking a door that's made to be closed right, exactly. and open and locked it's is considered in the I know. So that's a huge Kiddush by itself. But besides which, this is crazy. So you shouldn't deal with, with Mutzah. You're going to do a Kenyan on a piece of property? So, I mean, it's like, what more feels like a... I mean, they're both throw a but really? So the Ron's answer is, well, but experientially it doesn't feel like a Kenyan. Because experientially it just feels like you're opening and closing the closet door. Whereas Muxa feels like you're actually, you know, doing something more wrong. That's right. the way, that's what I don't, maybe, I mean, once you say go do a Kenyan on it, I don't know if experientially, to me that would frame it a lot. Anyway, that's the way the Ron explains it. But the, uh, the Shiltos, I think it's the Shiltos, has a different explanation. He says, what are you talking about? Of course it, it was just a Muxa problem. Pick up the darn get and give it to her. He <laughs> says, the case is that the Shrimera is here and the get is across the Rosh Hashanah in another place, in another house house. So he can't give it to her. You can't bring the get across the Shazaram. And he's sick. He's not going to get the get. So that's the problem. If it was just a Mooks issue, of course just give her the darn get. Alright? Anyway, so that one way or another we can't move the get and this is what had to be done. Amalei Ravilish Lerava Ravilish said to Rava Mashikansi Shekanabala I don't understand. Why did that work? The woman takes possession of the little piece of the closet but then that transfers ownership to the husband. So she doesn't really own the closet. So, you know, she doesn't own the little piece of uh, floor that it was on. Okay? So, similar to the whole discussion before about Paris, he was embarrassed. Rava was. So, in the end, it turned out that she wasn't even in Sua. She was in Arusa. This idea of and Kinyan Paris and all those things that only kicks in at Nisuin. It's not true by Arusin. So, luckily, the circumstances came together to mean that he hadn't made a mistake. Then Rabbi said, you know what? Forget that. I was right the first time. Like, what was it? Last time I thought I made a mistake, I was wrong. Rabbi, Rabbi, Loshna, Arusa, Loshna, so it wouldn't matter in Arusa or in Asua, Gita, V'chatzaya, Ban, Ke'echad, Forget in a Chatzaya, Come at one time. Now, here's a bigger Chiddush, a little bit, because she's taking possession of the Chatzaya, 
and the get and the you know what I'm saying it's not like it was a chutzah she already had but okay anyway so no didn't Rav already say that I mean up the top of the daf why was he embarrassed why did he have to go back so the mercy says no I think it's Meikara's going on the next one Meikara Shemarava Amra. no actually this was the first case this was the first time Rav said it this story was the origin of Rav coming up with the idea of Gita so when we quoted it earlier, we were really quoting his conclusion that had emerged from this story. Okay, we'll end with that for now. There's an interesting uh, playing of uh, time sequence. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, it's a 30 days extension to simultaneous. Right. Even though they could do if you were uh, making a diagram, right. it's, it's an interesting sequence. What do you mean? I'm not missing your point. We're, we're talking about uh, just previous to this 